Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from TalkSport. The Record Book. Hello, you're listening to Danny Kelly's record book, but there is no Danny Kelly this week. He's having wonderful fun passing a kidney stone and we wish him all the best in his recovery. We hope the big man will be back for next week. So you've got me, Tom Rennie, for the next hour, writing this week's record book of the heroes, winners, villains, losers of a brilliant weekend of Premier League action. Unless, of course, you're a fan of a team down the bottom, in which case you may still be unconscious through stress watching your teams play this weekend. So you have me, Tom Rennie, for the next hour or so. Who is with me in the studio? Well, I can see ahead of me right now. I would say he's about 40, but he looks 25. He's a man, of course, who played for lots of top clubs and covered loads of games this weekend. David Connolly is here. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm very good, Tom. You? Your hair still has a boyish foppishness, which I enjoy. Yes, it needs a cut. Also with us, another boyish, foppish, charming character. Um, he always covers his hair up with a baseball cap, though, which I think is a shame. Because Keep he's... his cap. Yeah, he looks like Jordan Pickford <laughs> yes. on a night out. Um, yeah, let's not, let's not yeah, start. Yeah, just catch let's that. Oh, no. Dropped it. Don't throw Pick, things like that. You can't do that anymore. Uh, it's Mark Smith here, broadcaster, comedian, and wonderfully snappy dresser. How are you, mate? You all right? <laughs> I'm good, yeah. Thank you. Are you Thank looking you. forward to a record book without Danny Kelly? You might get a word in here. Um, I might do, uh, but often it sort of papers over the cracks that is my content anyway. So. Yes, but you've watched all the games, right? Some of them. I've watched all of the games. As far as Leicester City are concerned, their Champions League dream turned into a nightmare after half-time. Manchester United with a chance to leapfrog the Foxes into the top four. It's finished here. Bournemouth four, Leicester one. Well, that's it. Carlo Ancelotti exchanges pleasantries with Nuno Espirito Santo, but I would imagine he will have very little positive to say to his players. Everton have been outclassed here in the second half. Wolves... Much the better side in all departments. Let's be frank, Chelsea's chances of reaching next season's Champions League group stage have just received an almighty blow, cut down to size by the swinging blades of Sheffield United. Uh, where should we start? Shall we start with the worst performance of the week to go into the record book? Uh, let's do that. Let's start with... Let's go to Mark Smith first, shall we? Uh, what is let's. your worst performance of this week? Uh, my worst, Tom... Um, I mean, it's Chelsea, but I think <laughs> actually it's probably Jorginho of Chelsea. Wow. Um, now, he hasn't played for a while, has he? He's been sort of on the bench, just sort of relaxing. They've had and Billy Gilmore ahead of yeah, him. And, he's now uh, out for the season. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's having surgery, I believe. So he's out for the season. Jorginho, for me, was genuinely, and I don't really use this phrase often, he was embarrassing against uh, against Sheffield United. He's someone who should be really chomping at the bit to put in a good performance. You know, He's got a lot of players at that club that are vying for his position. And instead, we just got a very highly rated by some people, very highly rated player, get completely bullied every time he got near the ball. You're playing Sheffield United, a team that we know are physical, yeah. we know are well-organised, and to be fair, they have a lot of quality as well. But it was like he had no idea who he was about to play against. He's like he was stepping into a five-a-side game with a bunch of mates on a Sunday morning. It was absolutely atrocious, and it was indicative, really, of just how Chelsea played all day. They got completely outworked, out-hustled. Their quality wasn't anywhere near what it should have been. It was just, it was embarrassing. Both looking at me, it was embarrassing. No, I'm enjoying it because, I mean, Chelsea were dreadful. I'm not sure they were the worst performance of the week, but I will say of Jorginho, he's the kind of guy 
that I think people who discovered football at university, they love. Absolutely. Like, this Absolutely. industry now is run by people who love expected goals and yep. they love these obscure nonsense stats about, well, actually, you'll find that Chelsea should have scored seven goals with a pass accuracy of 85%. Jorginho gets the pass before the pass, before the assist. Yes, yeah, so you don't know this. I spoke to Jorginho's uncle's brother's cousin, yep. who knows why Jorginho grew this weird beard during uh, lockdown. It, and what's frustrating is that there's a really lovely clip when he first joins Chelsea. There's a lovely clip doing the rounds on social media. Mm. It's racked up millions of views and it's him going to the Chelsea club shop with his mum and his mum seeing, for the first time, the shirt with her son's name on the back of it. Oh. And it's really heartwarming. And I watched that the morning of this game <laughs> and I was so let down. Why are I you watching 18-month-old I... <laughs> videos of Jorginho and his mother? Well, what else am I going to do? Saturday well, morning, party there's, time. There's loads of football on. You must be able to watch a game from last night. I was Tom, I was watching this video and then I watched the game and I was just I felt so let down for his poor old mum. I thought you have brought shame on the Jorginho. He's let his name. teammates down. He's <laughs> yeah. let his mother down. Cottonley, is he good or is he crap, Jorginho? Well, what what I was thinking is there's nothing in between. Does he does he know who you said like he didn't know what he was facing? Did yeah. he know who Sheffield United were? I mean, I don't know if you saw this clip a couple of weeks back where Luke Garbutt was released from Everton, and the press said to Carlo Ancelotti, "So you know, Luke Garbutt is leaving the club," and Ancelotti said, "Who?" <laughs> so you know, do you think Jorginho? Knows your Sheffield United I actually are. know for a fact that Jorginho's mum's favourite movie is When Saturday Comes. When Saturday Comes, by the way. Yes. Super. What a movie. There is a clip in that. There is a, a scene where he beats about 15 players before yes. scoring. Yeah. Oh, that is what Or the I bit where see. he's literally about to go to sleep the night before the big game and his mate says, you coming down pub? And he's like, oh no, I can't. And he says, are you sure? And he goes, oh, go on then, I'll come for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he ends up with the stripper. It's a, a whole thing. Football. That's the night before yeah. the trial. The night it? before the trial. Yeah, and not the that big Pete game. Postlewaite has had to get for him after hours and hours of nagging the boss at the Blades. Blades. Going to stop doing that voice now. Uh, so you've gone for Chelsea. David Conley, what you got for us? Well, there's been a couple I guess we're going to get to, but mine has to be Ancelotti's Everton. Mm-hmm. He might not know who Luke Garbutt is, but I don't think he really knows who Nuno Espirito Santo Do you know is. who that is? <laughs> I do know, but I don't think Ancelotti does. He does now, because yeah. they were atrocious. So this was 3-0, right? This was the 3-0. only game that yeah. you covered on the Sunday. Yes. And why was it, so, why was it worse than Chelsea? Well, Because Everton got nothing to play for, right? Well, don't they? I mean, they should do. If what? they if they had actually tried in this game, I mean, he's set up in a in a formation that they'd never played before. Played a back three against a side that are one of the best teams probably in Europe. Playing a back three, they've smashed through the Europa League. Yep. Um, he had two full backs playing as centre halves, more or less. Um, they were all over the place. Everton had nothing going forward. He had two really good front men. They never got in the game, and he just looked absolutely clueless on the sideline it, it was terrible it was, it was. terrible but it and did... he's, he's hammered them as well after the game and rightly so this is the kind of thing that Mark and I we watch from the outside and we always go he don't fancy it they don't fancy this they're rubbish they're, just, they're on the beat the flip flops are on is it, are they going away I hope we've got the blue passports out blah 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 but then the players always go nah they're too professional they were, this is their living. This is their livelihood. There's no way they would just toss this season off. Everton have tossed this season off and they couldn't give a damn about losing that game. That's the facts. Yeah, I, you're probably right. Which is hence their... What is this? Worst? Is this villain? Do you even know what day of the week it is? <laughs> but this, this is why the Chelsea one's worse. Because they, they had something to play for. They're still going for Champions League. They don't know what's going to happen on Monday morning with the, the Man City band, do they? So yeah. they've got to play and they've got to go and put in a performance. That's yeah, but why they're playing, they're playing a Sheffield United side who are absolutely yeah, superb. What was the worst bit of it? What was the bit that you that made you come in here and say this is the worst performance of the week? What what made your is it get your dander up? Is that the phrase? Get your heckles up, hackles well, up? Well certainly I think look so what, what you got then? you up during this game, Dave? Um Certainly the second half performance was mm. atrocious. Yeah. And you're expecting a little bit of response rather than just to lay down and die. I mean, certainly those Everton fans have what have they spent? They've spent about hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred million, and what have they got for it? Not a lot. And yeah. you look at a side like Chef U and you go, hmm, that's maybe where, how we should be doing a little bit like that. I mean, or, or Wolves, right? I or mean, Wolves, yeah. Not, not a dissimilar blueprint. No, that's right. I've, also, I've enjoyed your efforts, guys. I really have. Oh. Um, but we, we've got to get on to mine, which is the actual worst performance. Right. Um, because, you know, it was a lovely effort. It really was. Uh, Chelsea, oh, didn't play that good. Everton, oh, well, never mind. Uh, Leicester City were 1-0 up against Bournemouth, who would have been relegated on Sunday uh, pretty much because they got City in midweek if the score had remained the same. Uh, then all of a sudden, Kasper Schmeichel has a goal kick in the 63rd minute. They are cruising to victory. Kasper Schmeichel has the entire Vitality Stadium to aim for. 
and he found the backside of Wilfred and Didi. Wilfred and Didi then went on to push Callum Wilson over in the penalty area, and the penalty is scored, and suddenly a lifeline back from the dead come Bournemouth. Is that enough for Leicester's implosion? No, no. Some 60 seconds later... Not only did Bournemouth score again from a flick on, not only is that goal scored by Dominic Solanke, who has, I think, been villain of the week on this series 400 times for being League One trash. In the, in the, in the net, Callum Wilson then gets into some sort of fracas with Chagla Soyonchu, which he then gets sent off for. Mm-hmm. And then they concede two further goals later on, one of which was a pass straight to Solanke, who scores again. I feel like you've got a vested interest here, Tom. This sounds I, like a man furious. I am furious in a way, because Bournemouth should you be relegated. You wanted the West Ham players to be no, on the beach with their feet up for the last they, couple so of So they should be. They should be out there with Carlo Ancelotti and whatever the Wolves <laughs> manager is called and whoever that bloke is released by Everton, but they're not. And so should Watford. Bournemouth should be down as we speak, but they're not because Leicester saw the Champions League qualification that they say they've wanted all season long and decided to soil themselves in front of the world's media. Well, in defence of Schmeichel, I would say, what was indeed he doing standing 10 yards in On front the pitch. of him? On the pitch, but he was 10 yards in front of him. All he had to do was get it up. But he's a midfielder. Where should he be? Not on the edge of the box, of his own box on a goal kick. He should be oh, 50 know, yards man. the other way. No I, way. I blame, I blame Schmeichel and I blame it a little bit, well, mostly indeed, he's been in the wrong place. Schmeichel had a full-on meltdown. He lost his mind for about 20 minutes and it was his <laughs> complete breakdown coupled with Soyuncu, who I can only assume is his best friend. I can only assume that he also had a, a simultaneous breakdown because of it that led to all this. Is that was because he was in his net. He was like, get out of my net, that's my net. Yes. I'm not sticking up for Leicester at all. I hate it when people use the phrase bottle job or bottle or whatever. Yeah. But Leicester are doing exactly that. This last few weeks since since the uh, uh, Premier League restarted, that they have been... They've been in trouble from the from the very first kick of the ball. It's been really, really bad stuff. Like, have they got money on themselves not finishing top <laughs> four, foot five? What's happening? They don't. Here? They don't want an Audi. What did they get last time? They did quite well. They oh got an yeah, Audi, didn't the Audi got them a Audi. car. It's yeah. not good enough now. Yeah, yeah. spoil. Spoiled, yeah. I mean, for me, I don't think I can go anywhere other than Leicester City from the 63rd minute onwards. Uh, and they, I'm sticking with them as my worst performance. Do any of your pitiful suggestions deserve a vote? Uh, what, that Dave, five minute period are you going for? Five minute period, is that what you 63. Doing? I mean, to... I think in general, but I mean, I'm happy to zero in on that. I'm happy period. to vote for yours, actually, David, if, if you want to just sort of bully Tom out of this. No, I, I'm probably with Tom on this. He's, oh, he's got God. a real, he's got a thing for this, Leicester. He's too afraid, you? and he's yeah, right yeah. to be afraid. <laughs> Yeah. They've given me this chair for one week and I intend to abuse that power. Uh, right, so that's two votes for mine. So I won't even ask for yours because I've already won. I'm abstaining uh, anyway. Leicester, Leicester City, obviously and absolutely, are the worst performance of this week for their cataclysmic implosion. Aston Villa 2, Crystal Palace 0, Trezeguet, the double, his second goal of the game. He hadn't scored since December, but now he has two. We've just got to concentrate on ourselves, and ourselves is about putting in performances like we did today, um, you know, and hopefully getting a result at Everton. We will try and win every game. We're still in it, we're still alive, we can still escape the difficult position we're in. It's going to be very difficult. Troy Deeney steps up and smashes it into the right-hand side of the net, and that is a goal that could go a long, long way to keeping Watford in the Premier League. Troy Deeney on the spot for the second time this afternoon. Right then, on to the best performance of the week. And there are some real contenders this week, maybe the most contentious section of the programme because there have been some brilliant, brilliant, maybe unexpected performances. David Connolly, you covered, what, two games this weekend and have watched the rest of them as well. You've done about 400 shows. You don't go home anymore. And what would you say is the best performance of this weekend and why? Well, the best performance for me, it's got to be um, on the South Coast. And it certainly wasn't Brighton. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's I wonder sure. where you were going there. <laughs> yep. But it's got to be Bournemouth. I mean, that was a game where, if you look at how they started with the results as well, you've got to remember, they kicked off last game of the weekend. You know, huge pressure on them after Villa winning, after Watford winning, everybody, obviously, not Norwich, we mm. know that. We just discount them anyway, yeah. don't we? Um, so to come up with that performance after going a goal down, look, they did have a helping hand from Schmeichel and the backside of Indeedy, but nonetheless, it was um, a performance of character and Eddie Howe's under immense pressure. I'm not saying he's going to get out of this because if he does, it'll probably be at West Ham's expense and you'll never book me again. So um, I'm going to come back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to move to a beach in Cambodia and buy a bar and never talk about this again. 
so Bournemouth were awful first half, right? Yes, they were. Dreadful. So did this second half implosion not happen because Leicester gave it to them as, as opposed to Bournemouth play well? Because I was doing the commentary of this game with Paul Koncheski and we couldn't decide what the formation was in the second period. It looked a little bit like the Mike Bassett Christmas pudding. They mm, just yeah. threw everybody forward. It was incredibly cavalier, but... They had no choice, right? Exactly, absolutely. Yeah. And they threw... Which is, I guess, other sides, you look at them and you think, you know, could they do that a little bit more often and really go for games you know what? what's the worst that could happen maybe trust themselves going forward and finally Solanke comes up with some goals been a yeah, long time yeah. coming but you know um, I'm pleased for Eddie Howe and they hung in there right they, they weren't good at all in the mm. first half and you thought at half time well it's a matter of when Leicester score next not if but they hung in there and yeah they capitalised on terrible errors from Leicester but they still still had to do it they still had to bring their qualities to the party can I ask However, you a football question? I know it's weird for this show because we just talk about like Hannibal Lecter and stuff. Um, but when you've seen everybody else win and you're losing at half time, take me into that dressing room because they made a couple of changes. Stanislas and Philip Billing. They hardly brought on, you know, Aguero and Sterling to save the day. And they've lost their best player. They've lost their best injury. player to injury. Um, you know, obviously Ryan Fraser's not the club anymore. It's problems, problems, problems. They, and they're essentially down because yeah. of City next and the six-point gap and all of that. Take me into the dressing room. What does Eddie Howe say to him? Eddie Howe saying, we need a response here. Otherwise, we are down. That is it. We are down. And it's got to take someone to be a hero. Is he screaming at him or is he saying it softly to him? Does he send his lieutenants in to get into people's faces? I would imagine he'd be screaming. Yeah, because this is his last chance. He knows that. And obviously that could be his last game. Not not his last game as Bournemouth manager, but certainly last game as a Premier League manager for Bournemouth. I can't imagine Eddie Howe screaming. No, he's so uh, softly, softly, nice guy. Want to give him a little text, go for a pint. That sort of guy, isn't he? But uh, I think he must have. To, to do what he's done through the divisions at Bournemouth, he'll have been in some pretty dire situations. Mm. He must have that edge to him. He must do. Him screaming is kind of like a tantrum from a toddler. You know, like, if they desperately want an ice cream and you won't allow it to happen, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. just sort of, like, their face go red, and you think, he thinks he could kill everyone here, but really, he wouldn't hurt me at all. But also, you give in to it. You Absolutely, just, you yeah. You just go, all right, well, this is easier for me to give you the ice cream or the three points, Eddie. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers just gave him a Solero, and they all just moved on. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a good, uh, Bournemouth, good suggestion for best performance. Uh, Mark Smith, who you got? Um, I've got Aston Villa. So, very similar vein here. I've gone for a, a team who were also under great pressure, They'd seen Watford and West Ham on the Saturday, but slightly less pressure because they weren't the final game of the weekend. But we need to talk about the goal that Palace scored. Got to. We've got to talk about that. I mean, as well as Aston Villa did, not dissimilar to your game again there. It's, it's, it's got to be given. I don't understand what the handball rule is. I don't want to go too much on about this because, you know... He's so annoyed, he's pushed his mic away from <laughs> and, and That's I'll, how annoyed he is. And I'll do it again if I have to. That was hand mic. But... <laughs> It was obviously definitely should have been a goal, and I think one nil down is a completely different ball game. But it's not their fault. It, it was, was arm disallowed. Ball. Arm ball. Yeah, well, which is it? What, what are we doing? It, it was top of his shoulder. Is I that... mean, shoulder ball. How do you feel on conspiracy theories? Because a few days ago there was an atrocious penalty given to Manchester United in the same ground at the same end, mm-hmm. uh, and the referee on the field at the time was John Moss. And essentially, I thought it could have been a, a, a red, maybe a strong yellow for Fernandez for stamping down Esri Consa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham Scott, I think, was the VAR and gave it, but John Moss gave the penalty initially. Today, the VAR at Villa Park, John Moss. Did he feel like he owed Aston Villa for that monumental howler days previously? Because that did not just hit the arm or the hand, it was the top of the shoulder. And the other day, Jay Rodriguez scored ahead of a Burnley against West Ham that hit his shoulder, exactly mm. the same thing, and nobody cared. Yeah, I, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Um, That's the X-Files. It is the X-Files. But oh, we got it. That's right. It, it, it is. is but it is... I understand why somebody would look into it that way, because it just seems too perfect. It lines up too perfectly. What I think about handball is, if it hits a part of your arm that you couldn't use in a fight, really, then it can't be handball. I'm not going into a fight and going to shoulder someone to death. Well, the shoulder charge is quite a familiar move, isn't that a WWE well, well, finish move? This. The you gore? Can't, you can't see this. It's an audio-only format. Describe it for us. I'm just sort of wheeling my shoulder to and fro, and that's not doing any damage. You're doing like the ace. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. But Villa did great. I mean, given, given the pressure they're under, given that there's no fans, and that's the same for everybody, but a home ground, no fans there, I thought they just... It was it was an impressive performance. I thought. Do you not think it helps Villa that there's no fans there? Because no, you know they're actually. a tough they're a tough crowd, and they haven't had a great season. Certainly not. I know at home the results have been decent, but I don't know. I wonder whether Villa it probably helps them. 
certainly so. not in front of their fans. I know I know they wanted to get the season restarted and not play in neutral venues. They wanted to play at home because they've had some yeah. good results at home. Yeah, yeah. But they're a yeah, demanding crowd. Didn't they win as well because Crystal Palace couldn't care less? They didn't turn up. Yeah. They didn't. They, they are another one on the beach. They didn't. They just didn't care Well, at all. if they were on the beach, they would have their things in a big plastic box because I was at the Vitality a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Palace played Bournemouth. And let me tell you, they brought everything out very measured, little plastic boxes. And I talked to Dean Carley, who was the goalkeeping coach. I played with Dean for Ireland. And he was like, we, our doctor is the head of the Premier League doctors. So he said, there is social distancing and then there's us. I mean, we do everything like you wouldn't believe to mm. the nth degree. So they brought all their little pads out in a little plastic box. Uh, they, they eat lunch, all separate. And they said, oh, we played West Ham in a friendly before the lockdown. He said they were sitting beside each other, passing them bread and everything, and we had to be like five miles away. We weren't even allowed in the same canteen. Uh, right, my performance of the week um, is Watford, actually. We're all picking teams down there who we yes. didn't think would win. The only team I thought that would win from the bottom four, not including Norwich, is West Ham against Norwich. I assume yeah, yeah. they would win because Norwich are so pathetic and pitiful and useless. But Watford, I didn't think they would beat Newcastle. I know Newcastle are another side that are on that kind of we are done for the season vibe. Uh, they went 1-0 down to that Dwight Gale goal. They'd gone 1-0 down to Norwich a couple of days previous as well, the Buendia goal, and came back to win it with that guy, Welbs, and his wonderful overhead kick. Yep. Um, but I just thought that second half from Watford, it was very similar to Bournemouth, actually. There was just a kind of like, right, we are done here. We are done unless we win. We can't. They've got City coming up, Arsenal coming up, West Ham Friday. You know, the West Ham game's up in the air. The other two, not going to beat City. You never know with Arsenal, probably not, but yeah. you never know. Um, and I just love the fact that they were bottom at Christmas and might survive. I always love when that happens. So romantic. There is something lovely about it. And, you know, Nigel Pearson came in. Gilet. He's always wearing his weird gilet. He got interviewed by Nigel Pearson of TalkSport (laughs) Touchside, which I also enjoyed. Double Pearson. Um, Always good. And I just thought that Troy Deeney whacking in two penalties. Like, Deeney is past his best now. He doesn't move around as much as he used to. He's definitely on the Christmas pud. You know, he's on the turn physically. But he just pulled up one of those vintage Deeney performances where he just bullies his team back into it. Were they penalties? First one bit soft, but both probably. And both of them, he just went right take this in the mush and get in the way. And the second one, Dubravka tries to get in the way, but he just couldn't. I don't know whether he subconsciously bottled it, Leicester City style, or whether he moved his head, I don't know. But you knew he was going to whack it. Dubravka knew it and couldn't do it because he just had those infamous cojones to get Watford over the line. That's why Watford uh, should be okay. I mean, it's it's the... The mixture of Pearson and Deeney. They're, they're two people that, in a scrap, you want them in your dressing room. And they're two characters that a lot of the teams down there just haven't got. I mean, you, you look at Villa. I'm, I'm looking around for the people who's going to be screaming in the in the changing room. Maybe Grealish? Is he that sort of guy? Mm. I think he probably is a leader. Dean Smith, almost certain. Only damn reflex well, Friday night, maybe. Mm. Grealish. Yeah. If but, someone takes his hairbrush, I think he'd be screaming, probably. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe um, that that dive, by the way, was uh, was poor stuff. Oh, but my point is, yes, Pearson and uh, and Dini, you want them, you want them in the trenches with you, don't you? Do you know what? For the dive, I don't think we can allow Villa to be performance of the week, and I didn't remember that until you said it. So you've cost yourself oh, the no. win, I think. Um, so if you can't have Villa, what would your performance of the week be? And we're not allowing it now because um, I am temporarily in charge, Bournemouth. flush with power. Got to go Bournemouth. Bournemouth for Mark. Bournemouth, obviously. Yes. Clean sweep. Bournemouth, tremendous performance. They were effectively relegated at half-time and they are back in the mix to stay in the Premier League at full-time with a walloping of poor old sorry. Going to have to play Europa League nonsense football, Leicester. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18+, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. And that is it. Norwich City's relegation is confirmed. Some real disappointment out there, but in truth, they have been totally outclassed yet again at the highest level. Let's be honest, with all respect to my players, but then on this level, it looks at times a bit like a, a game, uh, men against boys. Yeah, I thought it was, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, a couple of soft goals, but they could have could have scored as well. Um, no, the reaction is we won't be the we're not the first team it's happened to, and we won't be the last because of the quality that Manchester City have. Right on to our villain of the week, the man or entity or concept that goes into our record book, as usually written by Danny Kenny, who sadly can't be here for today's show. That is going to go down in history as the villain of this week. Um, I'm going to start this one because I have been thinking about this for a long, long time, and I've got to tell you that I despise Norwich City. Uh, I'm delighted they're getting relegated. I hated watching Jake Humphrey on television uh, covering the game on Saturday, going on about, oh, we've got a plan and, you know, we expected this and poor old Norwich. The plan was get relegated. Norwich's plan when they get promoted is get relegated and don't get too embarrassed. Uh, It's the fifth time they've been relegated in the Premier League. That is a record. And you look at some of the players they've brought in uh, and all the players they've brought in are not Premier League quality. A flavour of some. Josip Dermic from Borussia Mönchengladbach, injured for a long time. Lucas Rupp, can't run. Sam Byram, always injured. Ralph Fairman, who is that guy? I mean, Ibrahim Amadou, who? Patrick Roberts, what? Like a whole bunch of miscellaneous rubbish footballers they brought in. The reason they did it, because they were cheap, like the budgie. All they want to do is come up, get that sweet Premier League cash, and all the Norwich fans all season have been like, well, they've got a plan, you know, they're financially stable. If you get in the Premier League, compete to be in the Premier League, or don't come up. So when they come up again, and they will come up, because history tells us that somehow this club will find a way to get to the Premier League. What they should do is get a meeting with whomever is the chief exec at that point. And they go up to the chief exec and say, we're delighted to have won the championship again, and and we love being in the championship, and it's great to be in the Premier League, but we just want the money. We, we, all we want is the money. We don't want to play the games and we don't want to have to go to Old Trafford and we don't want to have to go through a full season of playing teams that people have heard of. What we want to do is stay in the championship and so just give us the cash. What, what a disgrace you Just are, give us it? the cash settlement and then we'll send up a team that actually wants to be up. Poor old Leeds have tried for 10 years to get back up and hopefully they're going to join the Premier League again. Poor old Derby. You know, it'd be great to see Derby in the league because at least when they come up, yeah, they might soil themselves, but at least they try. <laughs> Norwich came up. Did they? And they went did, down with... Didn't not, they have not, about 14 yes, a record, points? Record, well, they, record, but they have. Not that, that one time they didn't try. Never signed Robbie Savage and that goes to everybody out there. But uh, just, it just, at least they tried when they had one shop and Sturridge and all those players. Egos, they imagine, Mark Pone. They've tried once. But you're Norwich Rennie, have never Rennie, tried. Rennie, Rennie. You're wrong. You're but so wouldn't that, wrong be, on wouldn't this. that be right though? And then and then Derby could come up. 
They could just they could go. You know what? Who's going to try? Don't try and put your hands up. Who's going to try? Don't, okay, don't, you can come don't up. Don't try and don't try and butter me up. I say in Derby County can come up instead. But what's the point of Norwich? What was the point of Norwich, Norwich this season? Norwich came up and they tried what to play what? attacking football. You saw that from day one. I'm fe- I'm so fed up of this garbage about they're the best team to ever go down. I heard Who that on some that? podcast this week. And I'm not saying that. I was I was listening to it thinking. For what? Against West Ham at the weekend, they're 3-0 down and they're still so naive. And Daniel Farga should be sacked, by the way, for doing this because they still had the two fullbacks as the most advanced players. And Jared Bowen's dead and they're going, no one's parking me. Good attacking football, Rennie. That's what you don't understand. Is a 4-0 loss at home good attacking football? Excellent attacking football. Excellent. They've got some actually. They've actually got some very good individual players, Who? I believe, as well. I like Buendia. I like nope. Cantwell. No. Nope. I like both the fullbacks. Championship players. Pookie's gone off the ball very much since November, but he's fine. Pookie can't even run anymore. He doesn't need to run. He just finishes. When? Pop, pop, pop. When he wants to. Name that time he hasn't he, he pop, pop, popped, I think, against Newcastle, but not a lot since then. <laughs> I mean, he's right, though, isn't Nick? Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather see... Next year, aren't you more excited about Leeds than you ever will be about Norwich coming up? Yeah. Well, look, when you looked at that team the other day, I think nearly every one of them was part it of was the promotion team. It was all but team. closer, I think. Yeah. So, you know, those... I think Norwich want to be a top 24 team. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be a top 20 team. They're happy to be a top 24 team, you know? And I think. They don't want to be Duran Duran. They want to be Shawaddy Waddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Martin Daniel Fogg probably doesn't want to be Alex Neal. And he probably will end up like that. And a lot of those players you mentioned, I'm not saying their reputation is going to be damaged a little bit, but. I guess your Godfrey's of this world. His agent is touting him everywhere. Who's so going to take be... Ben Godfrey? Well, he can't even mark he'll, anybody. He'll, well, this is this who? Is, where? I think it's a fair point because I think a lot of his defending has been, at times, really just not good enough. And Jamal Lewis has, has, hasn't been particularly great. Campbell's done the only one that gets well to move is Cantwell because he looks a bit like Daenerys Targaryen now. He looks That's like the Brooklyn only thing. Beckham is what it looks like. Yes. Um, no, I think I think four or five of them will get moved to Premier League clubs in this this. Uh, off season. All right, I've I'm, done I'm my sure bit. I've done my bit on Norwich. My point is clear, and it's out there, and it's there to be shot down. Um, David Conley, who you got for us? Um, it's on the Brighton theme, okay? Because I was there having a good look, and obviously you see both managers. They come out. Did and you normally... get down Honey Club on the seafront? Was it open? Uh, no, no, no. Just professional. Just went to the game. Yeah, okay. Um, and um, looking at both managers, obviously you know not suited and booted, um, but Pep with his. Smart, casual, probably not smart. Uh, he was wearing a club hoodie which had citizens with a Y yes. written on the back. He looked yeah, a little appalling. bit like a teenager who was going in for parents' evening. Yeah, appalling um, stuff. Or he looked like you know a young dad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like okay. Young, if a young, young dad has not, no fashion what's a, sense. What's a, well, Mark what's and I, young, mummy? Mark and I, are young what's dads, a, and I would say we're very well turned out. Yeah, it, um, dapper daddy. You look like a dapper daddy. Dapper daddy. Well, that's that? not a thing. I've never heard that phrase. That, that's a new one. Did you Let's coin that then? Yeah, like yummy mummy. So it's mummy. yummy mummy and dapper, dapper daddy. <laughs> I think this sounds like the start of an gonna, adult movie. Yeah. I, d- I don't want to know where you're going with this. But basically... Is this your new production company? Yes. Dapper daddies. And Pep with his um, attire. He had yeah. his combat trousers and he looked quite smart. Are combat trousers cool? Well, he looked quite cool, I think. Mm, but, okay. you know, not too dissimilar to you, but... I would never wear combat trousers, ever. Okay, you got the combat top on today, but not the trousers. It's, it's would you say it's militaristic? Sort of fatigues, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, kind right. of fatigue. Right. But he looked very, you know, stylish, in my opinion. But um, what? Showing it... a bit of ankle. And then I looked at... Showing a bit of ankle? <laughs> Showed a bit of ankle, yeah. Like, a, then... vic- like a Victorian um, streetwalker. I yes. don't know what the word, right phrase is for that, so I'm moving away from it. And then I looked at Graham Potter, who looked um, a little bit more like Rodney from Only Four. <laughs> so we had these tracksuit bottoms that were showing a bit of ankle but I think it's because they were wrong fitting they were probably medium and he needed like an extra long inside leg I don't know maybe a 36 inch and he had 30s on really sorry um, I'm confused what's your villain of the week again is it Graham Potter or his or his outfit Potter's trousers tracksuit trousers so you've gone with a weekend of incredible results all over the (laughs) country Yeah, you've gone with Graham Potter's I trousers. I just don't know how his players would take him seriously when he was trying. So you've gone for box. Norwich, who've that got sure. out of a multi-million yeah. pound league. Yeah, because obviously and you've got I, Graham Potter's trousers. Yeah, because I just don't know if his players are having him as well. Right. You know, if well, you they're safe at, in the Premier League somehow. This somehow exactly, but I think a lot of his players are thinking, "What are we doing?" I mean, he's asking us to play out from the back against mm. Man City. You play out from the back against Liverpool. We're conceding goals for fun. We're safe, Dave. They're, they're safe. safe. Yeah, but they're safe 
but just about. And I don't know if really the players are buying into the pot of philosophy. And I think the short trousers has got a lot to do with it. <laughs> Can I also ask something as an ex-pro? If you are safe or you're, you know, you're not going up or you're not going down, you're just fine, last few games of the season, how much stock do you put in finishing well? Does that go through to the next season or does it just get wiped clean as soon as the season's over? No, I think the, the, the players just will want the season to end ASAP. And certainly when you're playing Man City and Liverpool, you just think, well, please, can we just call this season done and dust it? And that's how they play Brighton. Can I ask you a question? And I'm sure no. they don't want to see Potter's short traction bottoms anymore. I think I'm doing it enough. anyway. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm in control this week. Sorry. That's just <laughs> the way it is. Uh, I know I don't want it either. No one does, but it's the facts of it. Have you ever owned three-quarter length trousers? Yes. Do you wear them still now? Of course not. At what age did you stop wearing them? Eight. So maybe Potter is villain of the week. I think he is. You might have made a good argument there. Thank um, you. You might get my vote, unless Mark Smith has something incredible here. Uh, I've got Graham Potter's top. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, haven't really. I've what was the for... top? What was he wearing? Yeah, was it just a club trackie? I think it was, yes. It's a club trackie. Was it better than the Citizens jumper? And is Citizens literally the worst nickname for any club of all time is ever? Is that a new nickname? I think that is a new nickname, yeah. They definitely had it on the back of a tracksuit top. In an FA Cup final, I was at. Yeah. So it must have been last but year. But it's new, as in the, it's a very modern one. It's not. They're not being called the citizens. Well, they definitely the, were right, called the, the citizens 60s. with an I. I don't recall it being with a Y until seeing it on the back of that tracksuit top in the last two, three years. A Z. With a Z. No. Yeah, but city. No, but the city, city. is not C I T I Z. Oh. It's C, like like Man City C-I-T-I. with the Y. I think they were called the citizens for for a while, but yes. I don't think the city with a Y has been. I feel like that's new. Yeah. And that probably cost about £9 million from a consulting firm to come up with. Yeah, a little squiggle. And here's the invoice. Pathetic. That's do you have a, of the week. Do you, have, do you actually have one? <laughs> what? Do you actually have a Villain of the Week? Yeah, I do. Jordan Pickford. Oh, you're doing one. Okay, yeah, good. I've got, I've, got, I've got one. I've, I've, I've turned up willy-nilly, Tom. Okay, you prepared I've got for Jordan Pickford, yes. Right. Jordan Pickford. Now, he is currently England's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he can be for much longer. Uh, in the game um, against Wolves... Mm-hmm. There was a moment where he very nearly let in an absolute one-for-the-ages howler. A very a very simple shot at him, went through his legs, squirmed sort of agonisingly close to the line. He managed to just about catch it just before going over. A couple of inches from disaster. He then smiles and sort of sticks his tongue out at the camera in the corner and like, oh, aren't I a cheeky lad? That was close, wasn't it? Ah. And it wound me up so much that this man should be under serious pressure from the likes of Nick Pope, who I think we'll talk about later on, mm. Dean Henderson, even Alex McCarthy, who was outstanding last week. But he seems to have this thing where I'm, it might be a nervous tick. It might be the way that he deals with being very close to disaster, right? People do that. They get bad news. They laugh. Fine. But it's the equivalent of being like a defence lawyer and when some terrible news comes out about your client, oh, he's butchered another three people. You go, ha, that's unfortunate. It's that. <laughs> And what he's done today was worse than murder. It was appalling. <laughs> and this is the issue with Pickford, is that he might be good with his feet, but he's not good enough to do what he tries to do with his feet all the time. There's nothing worse than a keeper who's overconfident. He will let in a howler for England, and yeah. that's what I'm worried about. He's fine with his feet, okay, he's a good shot stopper, okay, fine. Not good in the air, not good on crosses, not commanding enough. Good at penalties, though. Good yeah. at penalties, but here he is in a game that they're getting battered against Wolves, an embarrassing game for everybody. We've already covered how bad they were. He's almost letting in a howler that would be replayed on every single compilation YouTube video that ever goes down in history. And there he is smiling and laughing. He'd be like, isn't it funny? A bit Joe Joe Hart-esque, do you think? Um, I, I would trust Joe Hart over Pickford. Oh, my word. Yeah, I mean, you've I lost would. it now, mate. Your mind's, your mind's adult. <laughs> it's gone to mush. It's just, God, you've lost it during this programme. I don't know what's happened. Do you not agree with what I'm saying here about Pickford? I think there was a howler. And I think it was no, weird. It's not, it's not even about the. It was it's, weirdly the. It's, the, it's, the, not um, the it's not the little one-off howler. It's the it's the attitude that stinks. But gentlemen. he he did that in a game at Newcastle because he's a Sunderland boy. And mm, yes. do you remember that? And he yeah. had like he played terribly, but he kept. He was literally having a row with fans in the front row at the Gallagate. And I think Everton lost the game, and he was still like just mm, geeing yeah. it up. All I game. saw him doing that today, though. But I'm sure they were just cardboard. By the way, he, he's also it's the same sort of thing that John Stones was doing at Everton. Where, do you remember this? Where he was getting quite arrogant. He was he was doing too much at the back, putting putting his team in jeopardy. And afterwards, he'd turn to the crowd and be like, "It's all right, calm down." And whatever happened to him? What's eh? happening? Well, genuinely, what happened to him? Two-time Premier League winner. You're not playing, is he? What are we doing, villain of the week? Um, I am going to go David Connolly first. What do you think? I think 
Potter's Trousers, obviously, I would say that, but I'm going to go with Norwich. Are you? I'm going to go for Potter's Trousers because I thought that was the best one. Three-quarter lengths, that's it, somehow. In this weekend... Potter's Pants. Our villain of the week is Potter's Pants. It's played in towards the near post, and Antonio has a fourth. What a day for Mikhail Antonio. It's a simple tap-in, and he has dominated this game. And Norwich City's relegation has been delivered to them almost single-handedly by Mikhail Antonio. But Bernie on the volley, takes a deflection, good reaction by Kemba, but McGoldrick is there to poke it in for his first Premier League goal. No offside flag, Kemba couldn't hold it. You know what they say, you know, when one comes, you know, two come. <laughs> Ball headed up in the air, and Salah might drop this in the area, it might drop for Mo Salah! What oh. a save, Nick Pope! How did he keep that out at the far post? It's nice to help out now and again, to be honest, because, you know, a lot of the time they're doing the work for me, so, yeah, it's nice to, yeah, get a bit of the action. On to our heroes of this week, and there is a huge amount of stars to pick from in what is quite a heroic weekend for many aside. Uh, Mark Smith, let's come to you first on this. Who are your heroes, or who is your hero of this week? Uh, my heroes of the week oh, multiple. are... Multiple. Yes, uh, they are uh, strikers with very, very poor goal records. Um, now, these are players who haven't been doing well all season and popped up in important games to actually do something. I'm talking specifically about Dominic Solanke, who we covered a little bit earlier Ugh. on, who scored his first goal in 39 games. This is a player who moved for £19 million, let's not forget, to Bournemouth. This That's a season and a game. Sorry? That's a season and a game, right? Yeah, playing every yeah. single game. It's a long time. For a player of yeah. that sort of money, for a club of Bournemouth size, that's a lot of money. It's a mm. huge, high-profile transfer. But he did the business today, I think we can agree with that, in a very, very important game. And actually, if they stay up as a result of this, that will pay off the fee that they paid for him. Secondly, David McGoldrick scored his first goal of the season for Sheffield United. Did he? Did he, yeah. First goal in 27 games. Uh, it's his first goal in 42 shots all season. Wow. And he scored two of them. Two of them in the game, a big game against Chelsea, and it still keeps Sheffield United in contention for Europe. And the good thing is, if you're a, a striker that doesn't score goals, it doesn't stop you getting a new deal. Because he signed a new deal a couple of weeks back. Yeah, Did yeah, yeah. I don't understand. But he does, he does other things though, right? Did is going to be in the Champions. I just, I, it staggers me, Did because I watch him and you know they all love him. I mean, he's, he's a bit like Ian Dowie. You know, everyone loved Ian Dowie because he kept working. And, you know, he'd score the occasional own goal, and was hilarious. But he kept working, but he couldn't score a goal. How is Did honestly playing in the Premier League for a good team in 2020 Firmino hasn't scored a goal at home this season like, and he's playing for the team that have well, you put, you put an important clear. caveat in there because he has scored this be, season multiple not, times but he's not prolific is my point he's got like nine he's not prolific. whereas Dizzy scored two in 42 shots he's playing for Sheffield United who aren't as, aren't Champions as League chasing Sheffield United Champion, championship winning oh, Liverpool yeah. oh okay yeah, right, yeah. my point is that you don't have to be Giroud in the World Cup for example Incredibly effective. That's you true. don't have to be a goal scorer to do it. And Didzy deserves twice what he's getting. There's a couple of there's a couple of players. I think John Egan I could have said for um, Sheffield. Yeah. Well, because he scored in all four divisions, which is you uh, know, yes. just and I guess Sheffield United's a bit like a place for waifs and strays. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something? Another interesting McGoldrick stat, because there were some yeah. amazing stats. Because when someone hasn't scored for ages and ages, it all pours out. Opta comes up with yes. some some gold. And I love this one. McGoldrick and McBurney are only the second duo with the surname prefix Muck, Muck to score in the same Premier League game for the same side. The others, MacArthur and McManaman for Wigan in May 2013. That's All we true. needed in that game was Berger to also score and we could have had some fantastic jokes. But sadly, <laughs> sadly. he didn't, so we can't move on. Um, <laughs> it's a real shame. Uh, but I love that. I mean, yeah, Solanke, I'm amazed he scored a Premier League goal because I just he, the man can't shoot. But then again, Kasper Schmeichel, the second one. Mm. That led to, yeah, leads okay. to sending off as well. And then the other one, is it Fuchs who just passed it to him? I know. I know. Tom, I know. I understand. I understand that you're angry about this. <laughs> but by the way, this isn't just these two players. Who else? There are other players who may not be prolific necessarily. I mean, Antonio scored four. He's never scored more than two in a game. And yeah. the big game of the season scores four. He's goals. playing up front, though, isn't he now? Absolutely. And That's you know what? what that guy is a Swiss army knife. He can do everything. <laughs> Play him wherever you want. He can do a job. Trezeguet for Villa. Well, he's not a striker, but he's certainly a wide forward. Yeah. Comes up with two very important goals. I mean, it's been a really, really good weekend for those sorts of players. Things you didn't expect. Players you wouldn't imagine right. becoming the heroes of this weekend. Exactly. That's what it is. That's All what right. it is, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, Stanislas scored twice, didn't he? Or did go to Johnny Evans a second one in the right. end? Might have been Johnny I Evans, actually. Johnny Evans, well, Johnny sure. Evans goal scorer. And he's 400th league game, having his worst ever appearance for Leicester. Um, uh, David Connolly. Shall we have one from you? Well, yes. I mean, um, 
there's certainly one player for me who's definitely the hero of the week. Uh, had two huge performances, and that's got to be the goalkeeper from Burnley, Nick Pope. Whoa. Oh, yeah. He looked right at home at Liverpool, didn't he, at Anfield? Mainly mm. because he's got fantastic teeth, like Liverpool first team. So they probably got the same guy. <laughs> Carry on. Rodgers, Klopp. Yes. Yeah, new set of railings. Firmino. Firmino, wow. Obviously, yeah. That's Coutinho why he had them as well when he was there. Who did? Coutinho. Oh, yeah. Had the same guy. Rodgers yeah. as well. Wonderful. Wonderful Nashers. Yeah. 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 So you go white. with great teeth, are you? It could be great, great teeth. teeth and bad trousers. I'll go with... Uh, I'll, yeah, it could be Liverpool's dentist. Or it could be just be Nick Pope. Yes. Great crosses and all yeah. the other things. So it was amazing say. at West Ham, wasn't he, in the week? Yes. Made a whole bunch oh, of saves wow. there. I mean, he saved from... The Allaire one? Allaire with the foot, yeah. With his foot. Antonio, too. And just looking at... You, you mentioned the shots there, Adam, about... Um, what was it, 42? 42. 42 shots? Yes. I think Pope faced 44 shots. You sure it's not 42? Could be 42. Are you, are you, are you across this? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just having a quick scan. But basically, only conceded one goal. And and Burnley, of course. So if McGoldrick was taking 42 shots at him... Yes. Obviously and it is worth mentioning goals. here as well that that performance of Nick Pope is the reason, or one of the key reasons, why Liverpool aren't going to win every single home game this yes. season. Yeah. Burnley went there. I mean, look, you don't want to face Burnley right now. How many games are unbeaten now? Quite a few they've had. 11. Mm. 11 unbeaten. One at West Ham, when West Ham needed to win. And, I mean, they, they should have won. They are a good side, Tom. They're they are good. good. They're good. And they're not just well organized. They've so, got what, some good who was the defeat? Well. It's one defeat in 11. It was the Man City game is the only yeah, defeat. No. Thank you. But he's, he's kept something like 14 clean sheets. League high. That's, That's league something high, yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, incredible. He's a top, top keeper. And how, how could anyone possibly watch Pickford over the last three weeks? <laughs> Let it compared, go, man. You lost. Compared to Nick Pope and think that Pickford's the guy to pick. The preening maniac that is Jordan Pickford. <laughs> Does it not annoy the, the you, though? calm head of Nick Pope. Does it not annoy you, though, that because he's so tall, every pair of trousers Nick Pope wears would be short <laughs> trousers? That's true. That's got to get Potter. you. Yeah. You don't want to see Nick Pope's ankles, do you? No. That's true. So is that out now for you? Have you I changed your mind? Reverse your decision? No, because he's not... No, I'm sticking with him. You're going with Pope. Yeah. Okay, I've got one for you, and you've kind of mentioned it here, but I've got to go with this. Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Who else could it be? The Swiss Army player, as you say. Uh, I have seen him play diabolically at right back and give a penalty away at Stanford Bridge. I've seen him play temporarily holding midfield during some games. He has played lone striker since the resumption of this season. He's played right wing, left wing, in midfield. Um, he will do anything for the team. Now, he has been villain of the week on this show this season for the whole snowman Lamborghini crash on Christmas Day. Um, but... I don't know. The Moisaya, God bless him, for what all of his for? faults. Crashing the car or dressing as a snowman? Uh, both, simultaneous. Oh. Neither thing was great. There was a yeah. negative synergy about West Ham at the time. But the Moisaya does one thing, and that is turn a miscellaneous average winger into a pretty decent striker. He'd done it with Anatovic, yep. whose career was going nowhere by the time Moyes arrived, and he managed to get his big money moved to Beijing or wherever he's gone to. I didn't follow it. Uh, I immediately unfollow on Instagram when they leave the club. That's how I do the things. Density, yeah. that's, the, that's the real cut, you know? Just take him off. I don't even know what he's doing now. Are him and his brother still drinking at fancy bars in Beijing? I'll never know. Um, but Antonio, now up front. First of all, he was amazing against Chelsea, wasn't he? Incredible. Exactly, Incredible yeah. performance. Bullied Rudiger and Christensen, made him look like children. Uh, I thought it was great against Burnley. Should have scored that one-on-one -on -one with Pope, but in general, fantastic performance. Was brilliant in the game against Newcastle. It's the flicks around the corner. Of course he's strong. Of course he's quick. But some of the intelligence of the touches around the corner to Fornals and Bowen, you've got to love that at the moment, the interplay between that three. It's a good front three. And then he goes to Norwich... And he's now scored more goals at Carrow Road in 2020 than Norwich City Football Club. Good club, though. Um, and you're right to say that Norwich should never be allowed in the Premier League again. You're absolutely right. Maybe that negates the Antonio argument. Hmm. But all the goals, uh, first of all, like the first one, he's in the right place at the right time. Great instincts. The second one, another header. I think there's only five or six players in the Premier League since Antonio joined the Premier League who have scored more headers than him. He scores loads and loads and loads of them. Um, then the third one, it's a bad finish from the one-on-one, -on -one, but he's there for the rebound. Yep. And then the fourth one, again, like a centre-forward. He knows where to run at the right time. Is it enough to keep West Ham up? No. 35.6 points is the average across the last 24 seasons that keeps you up. They've got 24. They've got to win again. Watford on Friday, massive, but he takes the match ball. I thought he was phenomenal. I think he's been the best player in the league since the restart. He actually has a personality. And also, I think he tops Nick Pope because he also has incredible teeth. He so he's got everything teeth. that Nick Pope's got, mm. plus he also scores. So for me, Mikel Antonio and the Moisaya maybe. 
the the heroes of the week. But I'll give it to Antonio. I I agree with you, Tom. I think not uh, Didzy. I loved I love Didzy, but we're not allowed to all go for the same person, are we? Because otherwise, d- it'd be a terrible show. There's no rules, and some would say it's already a terrible show. So you can <laughs> go for someone else if you want no, to. I'm going for Antonio. Was unbelievable. Antonio, he, he was, um, and he's yeah, kind I, of in he, yours as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's one of those people who he he is just so capable. He can play anywhere. All yeah. right, defensive mid, not his not his bag. He wasn't great at right no, back but as what well. Can you to do? Be fair. If if you're a manager, and you just need a hole to be plugged, he is the perfect man to have, isn't he? Moving you need on three, swiftly. three of them in your squad, and you win everything. So yes. it should be David Moyes, really, shouldn't it? Because he's giving him that opportunity I through think the middle. He's got Moyes the it should be Moyes. The Moyes Zaire has created that scenario for him and there's two players he can train. Number one, winger to be striker. Number two, Fellaini. And he's just bought Fellaini as well in Suchek. So he's, he's knows oh, what he's Suchek. doing. Oh, I like the he Suchek. could be a hero of the week as well. He, he could be, but he didn't score. Antonio no, scored four. First no. West Ham player to score four in a game since David Cross, Cross in 1981. Yes. Yeah. First away hat-trick since Tony, Tony Cotty, Cotty in 1987. But of course, Norwich City shouldn't exist at this level. So it is The good thing about Mikel is because Mikel was at Southampton when I was there, you would never have thought he would eventually be able to play four games in a real short period yeah. of time. He was one of those players. He's always he's injured. Got, always injured, and he's he's so quick and everything, but, you know, kept pulling his hamstring and stuff, oh, and right. he's added real guile and craft. He, to these, he was only young. He was just, you know, 18, 19, something, like that, something like, like that. Before yeah. Forest. Yeah, yeah, before Forest. Well, he's 30 now. Yes. And so what are you, 52? So you'd have been yeah. 42 when you but were at look, Southampton. 22, as you keep saying. Foppishly yeah. wonderful hair. Yes. There's so much vibrancy to that. That's a talk sport shower for there you. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a very powerful... <laughs> you just love talking about people's hair, don't you, Tom? I do. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't wear a hat because I want to see you for who you really are. No, never. This is one of those hats with the hair attached to it. Mark Smith, what's your vote? Um... I'm going to go for Antonio. I'm going Antonio. David Connolly. It's a hat trick. It's a hat trick for Mikel Antonio. Plus one as well for added spice. Uh, that's this week's Danny Kelly's record book. Sons Danny Kelly. Danny Kelly will hopefully be back next week. See you then, Danny Kelly. And we'll also see David Connolly, Mark Smith, and me, Tom Rennie, again, hopefully as well. You can download a whole raft of Game Day podcasts from the Game Day channel. Just search for Game Day on any good podcast provider or smart speaker and you will get something good, especially if you're listening on Monday when this one comes out. We'll see you next time. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 